0: We
1: are live. Let's get it, guys.
0: Here, (laughs) Bolt Bros. We are here. Yes. Um, Excited to chat with you guys. We got a special guest. As you can see, we got a fourth box here over here in this corner right here. (laughs) We got we got Dalton from UCF Jaguar here to talk about the Jags and kind of what we could expect from the team, kind of what their strategy might be, kind of how their season's gone for the for the last two weeks. So. um excited to be able to have you on here Dalton glad to have you on the channel
2: yeah man good to be here I got a new sense of optimism in the season after shutting out the Colts 24 nothing so amazing you know, that was great yeah. with how weak the afc South was looking man we might be uh we might be looking at a potential division champion over here so we'll see yeah. how <laughs> things play out
0: oh that'd be great dude yeah i'd love to see yeah, that I you know. He's a good
1: head coach man he's a good head coach he's, he's gonna get them on track for sure
0: yeah well and you guys got a lot of good talent, too, that you built up on that defense, too, all around. So it's exciting to see you guys kind of get back to the form of, you know, what you guys had back in the days with Jalen Ramsey and that defense. I don't know. Maybe we're starting to see the second coming that kind of defense uh, once again. So um, so it's exciting. It's exciting to see you guys have it. So and, and where you guys potentially could be with Doug Peterson.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I know it's an exciting time. Just a lot of young players coming together. And you know, playing pretty well, just a team that looks like they're on the rise a little bit right now. So um, we'll see kind of how the, you know, next few weeks play out. Yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. And we obviously yeah. are going to play you guys this weekend. So that's exciting for us. I mean, obviously, we came off of kind of a an emotional roller coaster game against the Chiefs, uh, once again, uh, with a loss on that one, which we generally split the series with them. We've done that the last two ser- two seasons. So we're expecting the same too. So uh, to be able to beat them later this year, which I was just talking to Kyle about that game. So, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um, but let's, let's get into it. Let's talk about the Jags and let's talk about like offense, defense, special teams, kind of what you're seeing from the team for the first two weeks, um, whichever way you want to start defense, offense, special teams. I don't think we generally start with special teams by any means, but, uh, (laughs)
2: yeah, Yeah. very (laughs) exciting. Yeah. So we'll start with the defense, man. I mean, the defense, yeah. it's uh, really – I mean, they really improved the defense a lot over the offseason, um, whether it was really through free agency with bringing in linebackers like uh, Foye Luican, who led the NFL in tackles with the Falcons, also brought in Fatou Kassi on the interior of the defensive line. He's been doing some good stuff, but it mostly came in a draft. I know a lot of people were expecting the Jaguars to really attack offense because we looked at it and we were like, man – We did not give Trevor Lawrence the help he needed really in his rookie year. So time to make up and just load up on offense. But the Jaguars didn't do that. Two first-round picks they spent on defense with um, edge rusher Trayvon Walker with number one overall pick, traded back into the first round and got in and brought in Devin Lloyd, who's, you know, from the Pacific Coast, so I don't know how much you guys know about him, but yep, Utah, you know he's, Utah. Been, we, we know he's been a hell of a player for us, and mm-hmm. just overall, I mean, the defense has a lot of players going through their, their second year. That's pretty good, so you know, I went into the season, and I was like, look, like, this defense has the potential to be really, really good. It's just all about a rush to maturation, which which is like you have a brand-new defense coordinator in here who mm-hmm. came from the Todd Bowles tree and Mike Caldwell. Um, yep. You have a bunch of first and second year players um so who knows what to really expect out of that i i figured at some point look i could have seen the jaguars shutting out an opponent at some point Um, uh the jaguars i did not expect that to be the second game where they shut out the colts (laughs) and they thoroughly dominated the colts i mean they made the colts look like the worst team in the nfl essentially so the defense I i mean you know it's helped really bringing in trayvon walker has helped unlock josh allen because I know Josh Allen, his rookie year, had double-digit sacks, and he hasn't reached it since. And that's because his rookie year, he had guys like Calais Campbell and you can go away with him. And then after that, you know, it was just pretty much him. So he's been – I think he has like three or four sacks on the year, so he's been pretty good. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, um, really it's all about Trevor Lawrence. And last year uh, it, was, it was awful. I mean, and, and mostly because of not only the skill players – but also the coaching. The coaching staff was, you know, Irumayro yeah. is probably the worst head coach in NFL history. Yeah, uh, sure. he wasn't offense, yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. The offense was terrible. You know, this the route concepts that people were running. It was like, what is this offense? And then now, mm-hmm. the Jaguars don't have world beaters at wide receiver. I mean, Christian Kirk has been really good out of the slot. I mean, he's been unguardable. But outside of that, like Marvin Jones, like Zay Jones, there's not a lot to scare you out there. But what the Jaguars coaching staff is doing is they're scheming these guys open you know, they're allowing these guys to get the opportunity to make some plays and it's really been paying off. And, um, the Dallas offense has just been able to move. And that also comes from Trevor Lawrence taking the next step. Um, Trevor Lawrence last game was like 82% completion percentage. He was only pressured on three dropbacks, which was like a 10%, you know, pressure rate. So the offense coaching, I mean, everything clicked last game and, you know, even the, we have a had some kicking issues during the off season we have like four or five different kickers but you know it yeah. looks like this kicker we have now is kind of coming into his own so mm-hmm, you know yeah. a lot of things happening for the Jaguars and you know right now it's a brand new team so I still don't really know what they are you know right. like we yeah
1: 100
2: but I could see us going from beating down the Colts to all of a sudden getting whooped by the Chargers then you're really sitting <laughs> here kind of figuring out who you are so you know, really yeah. need a four or five game sample size before we really know like what the Jaguars are. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: And and the thing is, with the first couple of weeks of the season are kind of trying to figure yourself out. I don't think you really know your team till about week four, in my opinion. And with a lot of these teams not really playing in the preseason, um, you know, they're still trying to get acclimated once again in the <laughs> offense, kind of get things rolling once again. And so it takes a little time to gel for you guys. And I know I watched that Colts Jags game last week, too, or this last Sunday. And man you know the thing is though first thing i thought of is man what a difference of coaching staff for you guys first off yeah. that urban meyer experiment was man disastrous it but was terrible yeah. the funny thing about that though is that there was a lot of talks about getting urban meyer for the chargers to be the head coach and i was like man no please like i don't want that like how he's bounced around in college and how he's gone from health issues to whatever. And he just kind of seems to not really be very consistent as a coach. Obviously he's won championships and he's done his things in the college level, but I just feel like there's something a little iffy and man, that was good thing you guys bumped him out quick and didn't try to hold on to that much longer.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing with the with the hire because I remember when the Jaguars hired him. You now we've been through so much awfulness and we've tried out like everything yeah. from defensive guy to offensive guy finally i was like okay why not let's just try it yeah. out and see what happens and when you <laughs> yeah. hire a head coach you either want that head coach to be like really really good mm-hmm. or yeah. really really bad because if they're like right. in the middle you end up with like frank reich on the colts where it's like you keep this guy around for four or five years and at the end of the day it's like okay this guy isn't anything you know what i mean yeah. and then you waste yeah. all these years you know you waste prime years out of some of your best players and you know, right. with, with Irma Meyer, at least we were able to sniff it out quick. You know, we immediately right. got in a really good and actual proven NFL head coach with Doug Peterson. You know, there's not many guys walking the street who have Super Bowl rings that aren't ancient. You know what I mean? Yeah, They're right. just out there available to coach. Yeah. So it was uh just a great pickup and it was a per- what exactly what the Jaguars needed just in the building on uh, a coaching yeah. staff for the to build the culture. You know, kind of a stabilizing effect, and it's uh, it's been working out really well so far. Agreed. And uh, when awesome. he's
0: with the Eagles too, and he had Carson Wentz as their quarterback, I mean, he was at an MVP based level. And then he got injured, and then obviously Nick Foles came in and won the Super Bowl for the Eagles too. So it's yep. he, the guy knows how to be able to train quarterbacks and get them to be able to be very good quarterbacks. And so far, two weeks in, you know, Trevor Lawrence has looked pretty good. And I've obviously we know his skill set when he came from Clemson. Um, he was a solid quarterback there. Last year was a wash, in my opinion. Uh, this year, two weeks in, he's looking good. And I know just with your guys' offense, you guys have a pretty good stable of uh, running backs too. And you guys seem like the running game's moving along over there for the Jags right now. Correct?
2: Yeah, I mean that was another big thing. Like I remember I was uh, these Colts people brought me on last week, and like. I was kind of saying, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. And that was a big thing with running back. It's like, okay, yeah. like I know what James Robinson is, but he, court, he tore his Achilles in December. So what is, right. you know, Travis Etienne got hurt in preseason. He never played a regular season game. So it was like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the running back room is, but, you know, James Robinson got like 20 plus carries last game. And he's just, you know, he's not the quickest guy, but man, like he's, he's just effective. so good at finding yeah. holes, getting skinny, not wasting any time going like East and West and, you know, he just finds holes and just bursts through it. And then, you know, ETN's that speed back. And I really don't think that the Jaguars have fully unlocked, you know, ETN's role in this offense. But I yep. you know he's definitely a change of pace guy. I mean, you give it to James Robinson two, three, four times in a row, and then once you give it to ETN, it, it feels like you know you gave like you know a turbo pack to James James Robinson real quick because you can feel that you know different bursts of speed, and they do a good job of you know, keeping James Robinson between the tackles and then slipping ETN out on these, like, screen plays. James Robinson's been getting the bulk of the, you know, of the playing time, and I think a lot of that is just because, you know, you want somebody you trust to protect the quarterback when he's dropping back, um, you know, in pass protection. So James Robinson's been doing a lot of that. But, you know, that's another thing that, look, our running back room is good now. So that was a question two weeks ago. I didn't know what to expect, but now we know that, Look, uh James Robinson seems like he's picked up where he left off, and you know, ETN's just definitely a plus to have in there. Absolutely, you know, yeah, just and I think the- um oh, oh, I was go just ahead. gonna say,
1: James, real quick. Uh, um, and you guys are leading the league right now in turnovers, you're at plus five right now on defensive side of the ball, which is which is pretty interesting. Yeah, totally. And right. uh yeah, I mean, I was I was impressed. The chargers are at plus two. We would be at like plus five easily if we had gotten well that one uh pick was flipped over. Yeah, we, we could talk a little bit about that. But so would, what would you suggest is the reason why you're doing so well defensively as far as turning over the ball? I mean, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I know everyone's running cover two, which is kind of Brandon Staley's bread and butter. And I know the league is copycatting a lot of what he's done with that. But what would, what would your take be on why the defense has gotten so many turnovers in just two games, of course. But I'm just sort of
2: curious what your thoughts are on that. You know, it's crazy. In 2021, the Jaguars had seven total interceptions yeah so okay, far two yep. games we have five interceptions yep. so that's yep. like you know this is new and the main yep. thing is because the jaguars are getting pressure on a quarterback man like okay last yep. year all the jaguars had was josh allen mm-hmm. and yep. and when you have one pass rusher it's easy you need you need two yep. pass rushers these days at least yep. two game-breaking guys and you know with being able to draft trayvon walker number one overall you know he's made huge impacts he has a sack he has an interception already and he's getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback I mean last game one of one of his pressures directly led to the first interception of the game and then they also have some complimentary pieces with Arden Key and you know we have some more interior defensive linemen that are kind of playing like having some career years so far I know it's only two games but yeah. you know the Jawors are getting pressure on these guys early and it's forcing Aaron throws and you know another thing that helps with the with getting turnovers is being up twenty four nothing, which yeah. the Jaguars were last Big game, difference. which forced yep. you know Matt Ryan just to chuck it up there and throw a couple of interceptions. Yeah, but yeah. you know, with, with it's going to be a different challenge this week with with, with Matt Ryan. All you had to do is just get back there, get a hand on him, He's going down. It's going to be yeah. a lot different with you know Herbert with his escapability and you know just the just the ability that he has. So it's going to be a a lot harder of a test this week. But really, this week is when we're really going to know. Like what the Jaguars are, because yep. you know, last right. week against a Colts team doesn't look good with a pretty washed quarterback. I mean, I, I wouldn't yep. say that on the right. on the Colts channel, but Matt Ryan's washed. You know, he's <laughs> yeah, not, I agree, yeah, I agree, Big time. Yeah, right. he's yeah. yeah, he's done. He's well, an old school Carson quarterback
0: in a new school Carson, quarterback, Carson. quarterback league, and yep. he's just mm-hmm. kind of outdated. And so, yeah, I
2: and I don't know what the Colts were thinking. Like, they thought, oh, Carson Wentz is the issue. We're going to get him out of there. And Matt Ryan's going to be the guy that's going to carry us to the Super yeah. Bowl. I, I don't know what right. their thinking was, but yeah. I'm glad they thought that because you always wish the worst for your, you know, for your division brethren. That's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. yeah, I always talk about uh, Matt Ryan. Well, He's okay. like the Coors Light version of Philip Rivers.
2: Yeah, yeah there you go. Of huh? course, ah, light. pretty much. <laughs> the PBR yeah. version? Yeah, PBR. <laughs> PBR. Yeah. I mean, oh, Phil yeah. Rivers has been the Colts' best rent a quarterback they've had. So,
1: yeah. 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 He he got him solid. to the playoffs. Got yeah. him
2: to the playoffs. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: And, uh, um, yeah, it's interesting. Well, an interesting stat about the Jaguars and the Colts series, and the Colts cannot figure out how to win in Jacksonville. What is it since 2014?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, even to say that last game win.
0: last year, the last game, week 18, yeah. and they just had to win to get in. And then you guys ended up just spanking them. You know, yeah. you guys didn't even really have a coaching staff set at that point. So it's incredible what is the mentality going to Jacksonville and they just lose for some reason? Do you guys put something in like the water there? So they like, you know, have <laughs> Dude,
2: terrible I, diarrhea or something. I don't know what is going on. I, mean, here? I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not like, it's not like the bears go into green Bay or like green this like juggernaut. It's like, yeah, Jackson, I mean, we've had some bad, I mean, they haven't won since Chad Henning was our starting quarterback. So they went through yeah. the Blake Bortles era, the Minshew yep. era, all that stuff and they can't find a way to win i think it's just because look they're a northern team they play in a dome uh and you know down in Jacksonville, i mean it's humid as heck down here i don't know if Mm -hmm. y'all have ever been you know down to florida but it's like you know these these games can be yeah these games can be hot as heck you know the, the humidity is bad and i don't know i think there's also just a little bit of mental stuff i think you know, probably there's a little bit of matchup stuff, too. I, I mean, I don't know because, look, the team right now looks way different than 2014. You know, all these For rosters sure. pretty much turned over at least 90% on each side. So I don't know what it is, but, you know, it's, you know, with the Jaguars, we have a lot of bad streaks. I mean, the Jaguars haven't won an away game since the Raiders were in Oakland. Um, wow. They closed the Coliseum, and then Jeez, they haven't, they've lost like 17 straight games to NFC opponents. Yeah. But wow. for some reason, the Jaguars have this home winning streak against the Colts, so that's really all we have to hang our hats on at this moment. Yep. Hey, yeah, so I, um, I,
1: I got a question. Um, how are the Jags going to stop Khalil Mack and Joey So, What do you think they're going to do to game plan against those two on the defensive side of the ball? Because you, you did talk about pressure in the quarterback. We're pretty good there at that right now. We've done fairly well. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I know the Chiefs did well with this last week. But how's the line looking? What do you think they're going to do? What are, What are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, you know it's interesting. One of our tackles, Jawan Taylor, like he's had a rough NFL career. You know, yep. last year the Jaguars drafted a tackle in the second round, and they kind of had an open competition, and that really made him play better. I mean, he's one of the higher graded tackles in the NFL right now, so he's doing okay. pretty well. And also, you know, he's playing right next to Brandon Sheriff, so that right side of the offensive yep. line good. is yep. like really good right now. Then the Jowers gave an extension to Cam Robinson, who uh, you know, he's he can be a pretty up and down player, but overall he is a good guy. Um, our left guard, um Ben Barch, like he had a really rough time against Montez Sweat, but then went against the Forrest Buckner and and kind of dominated him. So it's it's a little bit weird. I mean, offensive lines, they can be like so up and down. I mean, yeah. I imagine Especially you know they're gonna, you know, the Doug Peterson runs a lot of 21 personnel, so I imagine there's gonna be a lot of chips. Um, I imagine they're going to try to get them out on the bootleg a little bit, just anything to kind of you know make it to where they really can't pin their ears back and you know know exactly where Trevor Lawrence is going to be. Um, so I imagine they're going to try to run somewhat of a balanced game plan. I, I think that they're going to want to try to attack the Chargers in the run, and hopefully you know that'll get going. But yeah, that's uh, you know that'll be interesting. I mean, it's hard to uh, it's hard to scheme against you know a couple of dominant edge rushers so you just had to uh you know see how the game flows and then you know kind of take it from there
1: I I, have know, I was one actually line just line looking
2: out. in. Oh, oh did you want to talk Yeah oh.
1: just just one last question I noticed you guys don't have any injuries is that accurate Yeah cuz yeah. I know I know we have quite a few and I don't see any injuries on your on your report at this point No the those last are, those three main
2: questions Yeah the yeah. last 3 weeks the Jaguars tweet out the injury report and it just keeps saying no injuries to report. I mean, isn't that oh crazy? Yeah. That's wild. No, I don't know what it is. I mean, and yeah. that's one of the things that I was saying before the season where it's like, okay, the Jaguars, because, you know, of course, as a fan, you try to, you know, look at things the optimistic way and you're not right. going to be like, Oh, the Jags will be five and five and 12 this year. Let's move on. But it's like, you know, one of the things was like, okay, we have to have a weak AFC South. It looks like that's playing in our favor. Another thing is that we need to avoid injury. And, because the Jaguars' depth is, the Jaguars don't have a lot of depth. They're very, very top loaded. Yeah. But right sure. now, I mean, I don't know how, but we're staying healthy. I don't know what I imagine if we keep staying healthy. There's going to be people doing some research on what the Jaguars are doing because, right? You know, that's a uh, that's a big thing. But I, I don't know. I mean, I hope it. I hope it stays like that. But it's <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's just funny. Like if you guys go to the Jaguars' Twitter account you just look at it, it just says injury report no injuries to report yeah it's yeah I literally just it's so the, weird the
1: jaguars no injury support on wednesday i'm like what the hell is that even for real
2: yeah is that even Impossible?
1: possible
0: like yeah you <laughs> you got you guys got a bunch of like uh terminators out there you know
1: all metal yeah. bones
0: and stuff that's crazy
2: yeah i think when the point. jags beat the chargers they're going to start to look into some peds or something because yeah yeah yeah, yeah, up- yeah, 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 yeah no, what's going on
1: here
0: P <laughs> <Key laughs> test for nice. everybody there um you know one thing i was actually just looking at your guys as coaching staff i like just seeing who's all on the squad and you got jim bob cooter for your passing game coordinator but one name really comes to say. mind
2: mr mike mccoy, <laughs>
0: mike, McCoy.
1: Oh, mike mccoy
0: he's anyway. a quarterback coach oh, there sad. wow um we know him pretty well and yeah, uh mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just interesting. I, I haven't seen him for a while. I know he was with the Cardinals for a little bit, um, and uh, I felt like I didn't hear a whole heck of a lot from him. But it's interesting that he's back in the league working with the quarterback there. And, I mean, obviously with Trevor or uh, Trevor Lawrence so far, he's looking pretty good, and he's doing well, and he seems like he's doing the right things and making the right moves. I mean, low picks, high, high touchdowns, or at least a little bit more on the touchdown side, being more of an effective quarterback. So Mike McCoy, I mean, he's coached Phillip Rivers. So, he kind of yep. understands how to be a good, good passer and everything and not mm-hmm. to make mistakes. And even Philip Rivers, even kind of loves what Mike McCoy kind of had as a slogan. I think it's the little hat that he had. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. So, for some reason, it passed my mind, but he still really learned a lot from Mike McCoy. So, that's a pretty good pickup for you guys if he could really kind of, you know, transform Trevor Lawrence into a pretty solid quarterback, which I expect he will be.
2: Yeah. And there seems to be a place for every, coach in the nfl i mean like yep. when head coaches don't work out like for example like you know mike mccoy he's probably better suited for like a quarterback coach role Yeah. um you know like gus bradley was a coach of the jaguars but he seems like he's just going to be a defense coordinator his whole life and i don't know there's this different and i think you know with the Colts of frank reich i mean i think he's just going to end up being a quarterback coach so there's this you yeah. know there's yeah. there's a bunch of different guys that you know when all comes down to it they're you know th- their peak is kind of like a position coach or a, or a coordinator Right.
0: Right. And that's kind of where he's at, too. I was actually just looking at your guys' as wide receivers, too. And obviously, the one of the big offseason pickups that I had was Christian Kirk. I'm in Arizona, so I remember when they left uh, the Cardinals, they were kind of like, wow, he signed a massive contract. We can't afford that. But then... You also have Marvin Jones, Zay Jones. If you really put those names together, now it sounds like a law firm. Jones, Jones, and Kirk. Yeah. Um,
2: we actually have three Joneses as wide receiver. One of them's like, oh, the yeah, Tim five. Jones.
0: Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So we, we got a law firm here, Jones, 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 and uh, Kirk. So I that's. I know. <laughs>
2: <it's looking laughs> Tell me good, a little right? bit about your wide receiver. Kind of so yeah. I mean, the wide receivers so far, I mean, Christian Kirk is a guy that, like, you know, like you, you, you get excited for the NFL season, and one big thing is just to like go away with all the things that everyone's been saying all off season. Like you know, everyone ever since March has been like Christian Kirk overpaid, way overpaid, but he's going out there. I mean, he's getting yardage. I mean, he's getting first downs, he's getting touchdowns, and like he's essentially like top ten in every major wide receiver category except for salary. He's like the 18th highest paid wide receiver right now. Yeah. So um i mean he's exactly what the jaguars needed and and nowadays like you know everyone thinks like okay the wide receiver that you want is that big alpha outside wide receiver. but nowadays like when you're starting to look at like like cooper cup and stuff like this you're starting to think like maybe like these these slots is the way to go just because like you know you get these shifty guys in there that are hard to cover that you know sometimes you can maybe mismatch little with a you know linebacker on them i don't know it's uh you know, it's an interesting kind of thing to evaluate now. And yeah, I mean, he's been, Kirk has been absolutely dominant. The other wide receivers, I think they're serviceable. I mean, they're not dropping the ball, which is what you want. And they're getting like schemed open pretty well um, right. with, you know, with Press Taylor and with Doug, Doug Peterson's scheme. So, I mean, you don't have like the Keenan Allen or Mike Williams that are just like, you know, they don't have like this two headed wide receiver duo. But, you know, they're out there, they're making plays, they're not dropping the ball, they're converting their first down. So, at this moment, I think that's like all you can really ask of them. Agreed. Agreed.
0: You know, I know I know we were going to kind of go a little bit short on this uh, call because I know you're talking about possibly about 30 minutes, so we're just trying to be respectful of your time. But I know we have some questions. Andy, did you have a last question that you wanted to ask him too, by the way? No,
1: no, I just wanted to ask Aether's question here. So uh, yep. this is specifically directed to you. Um, so how are the Jags preparing for Herbert? Right, and by the way, we'll, we will give an update on on the injuries. Herbert most likely will play. Um, he's uh, he threw some balls uh, Tuesday at the weight room. He seems to be great. As Brandon Saleo always like to say, he's trending positive, trending positive. <laughs> but he continues to say, but uh, but yeah. What are your thoughts on that as far as um, going up against Herbert on your defense?
2: I mean, it's scary. I mean, Herbert's like a, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, I'd rather. Uh, I'd rather go up against Matt Ryan again, but I, mean, I, I, I think <laughs> yeah. it's a, I think it's a good test because right now, I mean, the Jaguars blow out Indianapolis twenty four nothing, and then people, you know, they're more so talking about man, the Colts blew it. Man, the Colts like they are not a good team. And, like all the focus is over here, but it's like what about what about maybe the Jaguars might be good, you know? And that's yep. that's something that like this is a statement game for the Jaguars. I mean, if the Jaguars can kind of go out there and you know, potentially pull an upset and beat the Chargers out there on the West Coast, then I think people are talking about, okay, maybe, you know, this Jaguars team, you know, you look around the AFC South and, you know, the Titans aren't looking good. The Texans are rebuilding. The The Colts aren't very good. Then it's like, you know, maybe we have a new playoff contender over here. So this is a big statement game, really. And a, a big, big test for the defense. I mean, the defense, that they shut out, you know, Matt Ryan. So, you know and they force three turnovers so they you know they have the ability but what happens when you go against a you know an elite quarterback what happens when you go against a team that you know has a really good wide receiver core i mean the wide receivers yep. that the colts trot out there last week were you know pretty despicable so yeah you know when it comes to a team that's you know locked and loaded looking like you know they're going to finally make that you know make it into the playoffs and make somewhat of a push yep. that's gonna be fun to see and I, and i'm fascinating to see and yeah I mean when it comes to herbert I mean I don't know what kind of game plan they got I imagine they want to you know maybe get his ribs start you know kind of get him a little bit of a hit early make him feel his ribs even though that was uh, I I couldn't believe what I was watching last week where you know he can't even like run a yard but he can fire a missile across the field I mean I don't yep. yeah that guy's it made uh, no sense it that guy zero. that guy's not that guy's not human so I, I don't know I mean <laughs> You know, even if you do hurt, even if you do hit him, I, you know, he seems super capable, and I saw him out there stretching and stuff today. So he looks like he's going to be good to go. But yeah. yeah, I mean, Herbert, all you can do is just keep the ball out of your hands, let your offense, you know, got to get your offense to score some points, and you know, kind of play with the play with the game like that. Yeah. Uh,
1: another question is, um, uh, who's the second best passing weapon outside of Kirk? I think we may have already talked a little bit about that, but uh, who would you say is the number two target?
2: Yeah, this one's tough. I mean, last game was probably Evan Ingram. Um, Evan Ingram had like eight or nine receptions. I mean, he, uh, uh, you know, him at tight end, he looks more like a wide receiver. He's very thin tight end. But, yeah, I mean, he was getting all kinds of first down pickups. I mean, he was, uh, you know, he had one play where he completely bodied Stephon Gilmore. But it's definitely a a by-committee type of approach. So it's just, uh, you know, could be anybody, but I would probably say it's Evan Ingram at this moment. And then there's a yeah, question
1: about your kicker. How far can he kick it? Which yeah. is what's his leg look like? I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm like, wow, okay, good good point. Well, you know, that, they actually I think for up. us,
0: for the Chargers, we kind of always are concerned about the distance of a kick yeah.
2: too. And so, Yeah, um, I never had that one. I, mean, I think he has it. I mean, the Jaguars brought in McCourt you know who who got cut from the chargers and he was out there like he went like 10 for 10 in a media open practice like he was nailing field goals in the preseason yep. so, all right we have our guy and then they cut him and i guess the other guy that they brought in like they looked at some sports analytics and i guess he has like a higher trajectory of like a backspin of a kick i don't know but apparently he has a boot uh, we haven't he made a 50 yarder pretty easily last week but I don't know he hasn't kicked anything you know 55 plus yards yet so you know we don't really know (laughs) there's a lot of unknowns like i've been telling you guys about this team right now yeah because i know you guys played week
0: one against uh carson wentz ironically um with the commanders that was actually a pretty wild game all around for you guys on that one and then obviously you guys played against matt ryan and now there's just kind of a and we're not trying to toot our own horn here, but this is going to be an interesting game for the both of us. Uh, we want to see what the yeah, Jags yeah. are going to be. We want to see what the Chargers are going to be because, I mean, we did come off of kind of a little bit of an emotional loss against the Chiefs. Um, and But we as Charger fans have seen things happen kind of in weird games where you feel like you could go out there and just win, and then we end up finding a way to lose. And so we'll see how this all game pans out. Uh, Andrew and Kyle will be at that game. Kyle looks like he's disappeared really for weird. some reason, but... Uh, they will be at the game there this weekend, and um, it should be a good one. It should be a really, really fun one at SoFi for should sure. should exciting.
1: Yeah, and guys, you know, we are going to be at Thunder Alley all day uh, for the game. I think we're getting there at 8 a.m. in the morning, so we're going to be raffling a bunch of prizes. And so if you guys are there, um, we are going to have a good time. So we'll talk a little bit more about that a little later on today um, as mm-hmm. well. Um, one other question I might have is um, – I know, I know you you do have an improved defense, but, I mean, how how are they going to – it looks like Keenan – by the way, so we can do a real quick injury report. Um, we finally have the injury report, just so you guys know. So it looks like Keenan Allen most likely will play. Uh, Parham might actually play as well. He's actually had limited practice, looking fairly good, trending positive. Um, and I do think we, – we actually may be full uh, going into this. Uh, Herbert looks like he'll play. JC Jackson's actually looking fairly okay. I think the only two that I would say is maybe Corey Lindsley, our center. But how do you think they're going to try and stop our offense? Um, you know, just our wide receivers in general, right? Another person that I think is a, a big sleeper is Gerald Everett, our tight end. So, what are your thoughts on on your corners? You know, stopping, you know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Gerald Everett, you know, and even Austin Eckler out of the backfield.
2: Yeah, I mean, this will be another good test for defense because last week. Like the Jaguars went into the game not respecting the Colts pass offense yep. at all. I mean, they were putting yep. like nine guys in the box and just dared the Colts to test them and they couldn't do it. I mean, they like Jonathan Taylor, they hauled him to like nine rush attempts. I mean, they oh, never they, they they never let the Colts play the game that the Colts wanted to play, but it's gonna be a lot different with this one because you know the Chargers they want to be able to pass the ball. And you know, yep. with this, it's you have to be careful because look, like you can go in there and you know try to blitz herbert but you know once he sees the blitz coming he's going to be able to find the receiver open and he can fit into those in those different windows you just have to be able to take advantage of opportunities man it has to be an opportunistic game if there's a you know if there's any kind of off ball from herbert you know try to intercept it or tip it up there you know try to if we get a gift and austin eckler accidentally fumbles the ball you got to hop on it it's just you know at this when it comes to stopping the chargers it's 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 hard to really say how to. You just have to limit the amount of possessions that Herbert has. You know, you have to hopefully try. I mean, with the case right now, you have to hopefully hit him early, get him feeling a little bit uncomfortable, and, Mm -hmm. you know, just let the the pressure of the defense kind of be out there. And, you know, there's no true – you know, there's really not a true, like, formula for it. It's just you have to be opportunistic, and that's what the Chiefs were last week. I mean, they pick sixed them right at the goal line. So, you know, there might be – you know, there, there's situations where like, you know, you have to take advantage of opportunities and, you know, the Jaguars with a young team, you know, the Jaguars were like plus two in a turnover differential against the commanders and lost because they were leaving all these points on the board. So, um, so yeah, take advantage of all the opportunities. Don't leave points on the board and, you know, hopefully you have a close one. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Um, Final question. Uh, I know, um, I know we, We're a little bit over 30 minutes here on this one, but uh, we do got a question here about how tall are your cornerbacks to cover Parham? Because Donald Parham is, what, 6'7", something, or 6'8", or something like that. The guy is a dang football player playing a tight end position. So, like, (laughs) just to kind of get an idea of your guys' cornerback sizings, um, who's kind of your taller quarterbacks out there that might actually be able to uh, cover Donald Parham? Which, once again, he's more of a red zone-based target, but... I mean, yeah, if he does play this weekend, he's been pretty solid when he's on the field for us.
2: Yeah, I mean, our number one cornerback is Tyson Campbell, who the Jaguars drafted in the second round of the twenty twenty one NFL draft. And, you know, he's a lengthy guy, got the long arms, he's speedy, he's kind of like that typical cornerback prototype these days. But, you know, they don't they don't they don't really like follow people around the field. They kind of play their area. So you know, I guess it's is all about the matchup. And, you know, the Jaguars right now, they have linebackers who can cover. I mean, uh, Devin Lloyd is a guy who, I mean, he yeah. can do everything, sideline to sideline. He can rush the passer. He can stop the runner really well. And so can uh, Foyer Lewican. So, you know, they got these versatile linebackers that, you know, if need be, they can be on him in a red zone situation. It's just, um, you know, and that's the big thing about about the NFL, man. You try to line your guys up, maybe get them in motion, get them in a favorable uh, favorable matchup and then exploit him that way. So, um, right. yeah, I guess that's that.
0: Yeah. Kind of a
2: funny question,
0: but I know it's one of those guys that we always talk about, man, it's tough to be able to cover that guy. There was some video footage of him and his character in, uh, Madden football, and you could put him pretty much anywhere and everywhere on the field. And he's going to catch the ball just because he's so lengthy and so tall. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, know how many do.
2: six, five corners there are out there, but yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, there are six, one, three, two is
1: about it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, that's good, man. Well,
0: I, I'm glad that you're on our, uh, our, uh, podcast today here, Dalton. Uh, we appreciate your time on this. We just want to get a little bit of an inkling of kind of what we could expect with you currently two weeks into the season. The season is young, uh, but we're looking forward to this game this weekend. So we appreciate your time today, my friend. And once again, everybody, check out UCF Jaguar. Check out his channel. It's got some great content on there talking about the Jags. And um, we appreciate his time today once again.
2: Yeah, man. enjoyed
0: being here. Go Jags. There you go. (laughs) Let's go Bolts. Let's do this. Go Bolts. Let's get out of here. Let's wrap (laughs) this up, guys. Bolt bros, let's go.
1: Let's get it.